Good evening. Uh, the National Institute is proud to be speaking with Dr. VK Saraswat from the National Institute for Trans Transforming India, uh, other, otherwise known as Niti Aayog, in this uh, digital fireside chat to discuss India's methanol economy aspirations. Um, so just a brief overview, uh, India has been on a path to establish an, a domestic methanol economy where conventional fuels uh, can be replaced by methanol to a certain extent in applications like cooking, power generation, marine transport, and land transport. Uh, and methanol is strategic to India in some ways as an energy product because it can be produced domestically uh, through indigenous resources, which uh, reduces the country's reliance on imported energy products. So definitely it has um, its merits and uh, the government of India has been working in the last four to five years on developing this methanol economy. So the purpose of today's fireside chat with Dr. Saraswat would be to discuss um, the state of development of the methanol economy in India and what the future holds for uh, the methanol in India um, in the coming years. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm from the Methanol Institute. I'm the manager for government relations and business development. I cover Asia and Middle East. Uh, and uh, I'm from uh, and the Methanol Institute is the Global Trade Association for the Methanol Industry. Uh, so without further ado, I would like to give a short introduction to Dr. Saraswat. Uh, Honestly, I think uh, uh, for, for, for most of us, we, we don't really need an introduction to Dr. Saraswat because Dr. Saraswat is known pretty much uh, throughout India when it comes to methanol. He, he comes out in every conversation that I have when it, when it has to do with methanol. But I'll still, give, I'll, I'll still try to attempt to give a, a short summary of his uh, illustrious career and uh, give a short introduction to him before we go into the questions that we have for Dr. Saraswat today. So first and foremost, Dr. Saraswat, I believe uh, uh, from your that, 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 that you do identify as a scientist first uh, in research, innovation, and technology. Um, during his long span uh, career, an illustrious career also, he has led many academic and uh, government organizations on research and development work in um, uh, different sectors, uh, two of which are defense and energy. And currently, he is a member of Niti where he leads the Methanol Economy Mission to meet India's requirement of alternative fuels for energy and transport to reduce the country's crude oil imports. So Dr. Saraswat, I would like to thank you today for taking the time uh, to, speak with us, to speak with us on this fireside chat. And uh, I would also like to recognize that this chat is very timely right now as Niti Aayog and the Methanol Institute work to renew our statement of intent for uh, our continued collaboration on India's methanol economy. Um, so without further ado, Dr. Saraswat, I would like to jump into some of the questions that we've uh, prepared for you today. Uh, and uh, we'll start first uh, by discussing India's methanol economy project from a macro perspective. Uh, and the first question would be, how far has the Indian government come along in developing a domestic methanol economy since 2016? And what do you think is the future of a methanol economy in India post-COVID? Yeah, I think one question itself will cover the entire aspect of methanol economy in India. And as you would uh, appreciate, uh, we started working on methanol economy from September of 2016, when in collaboration with the Methanol Institute, we carried out an international seminar, uh, wherein we invited a um, large number of academicians, industry people uh, to deliberate on what kind of strategy India should adopt for uh, uh, bringing methanol economy. Our main objective of uh, methanol economy was to reduce our import of fossil fuels, which is predominantly for energy and the mobil mobility sector, 
and also to have uh, uh, control on emissions uh, which have been worrying us so that we can uh, meet the promises which we had made in the COP15, uh, uh, where we have said that we will reduce our emissions to a certain level as compared to by 2030. So this was the objective and that was a very good seminar and we got some very good insights. Based on that, we started program of developing all the three aspects of methanol economy, that is uh, how to produce methanol, because although we had uh, uh, available infrastructure for production of methanol in the, uh, but basically it was uh, being done using the um, uh, natural gas and and the whole purpose was to use methanol for fertilizers basically. But in this particular case, when we looked at, we found that India has a huge coal reserve and uh, India should leverage the coal reserves available. And hence we started uh, R&D projects to develop the production of methanol using the coal uh, resources. And in that respect, some of the companies like Thermax Limited and uh, Bharat Heavy Electricals, they took the initiative and today we have two pilot plants uh, of, the, of the capacity of one ton per day kind of a thing in the advanced stage of uh, research and development. And I'm sure had this pandemic not come, we would be by this time producing it. But because of uh, the pandemic, I think there has been some delay, but uh, I'm sure by Early next year, we will be kicking up with these two plants uh, and solving all the problems associated with the gasification of high ash content coal and the process of synthesizing methanol from the uh, syngas. And even the process of cleaning the syngas and compressing the syngas distillation, all the processes now are being developed indigenously. In all the catalysts are being developed indigenously. So there's a huge push. In addition to that, on the for the production of uh, methanol at large scale, uh, one of our uh, major coal producing organization called Coal India is going to set up a plant at Dankuri, uh, almost about 3,000 tons per day plant, which will which will be uh, using again coal. Uh, of course, it will not be of high ash content, it will be medium ash content coal. And we are quite hopeful that we will be in a position to set up this plant within about two to two and a half years' time. Uh, we already have a plan, uh, a plant which is being set up today for manufacture and production of uh, fertilizer uh, at Palcher and Nurisa. Uh, we have some excess syngas available there. So we are studying now whether that excess syngas can be made use of for um, production of methanol. So this is as far as the production of methanol is concerned. In addition to that, uh, we have R&D programs for uh, producing methanol from biomass, and uh, which is being done today at Indian Social Science Bangalore, as well as at Praj Industries, uh, which are the two agencies looking at uh, how, to, how to produce methanol using the biomass. I think the scale is becoming a major problem in the biomass plants because Otherwise, it is not very competitive in terms of cost. And with the diminishing cost of methanol, because of the diminishing or the lowering of the natural gas, the globally also the prices of um, the methanol have come down. So the competitiveness wise, we are actually going to lose out when you go on small scale biogas uh, based methanol plant. So we are trying to evaluate that and see, but the pilot plants will certainly be operational. 
regarding the use of methanol in the vehicle, notwithstanding that we are making use of the available resources in the country for methanol and also importing some of it, uh, we have already uh, worked, done our, our homework on that. And today, uh, we have set out all the standards for blending 15% methanol in petroleum, and that is petrol. And uh, what we call as the M15 program, our Bureau of Indian Standards has worked out all the specifications for M15 as a fuel. And we have also worked out uh, the, the, the combination of chemicals which will ensure that the methanol, with its all other problems of uh, increasing the vapor pressure or having the octane number problem or the phase separation, all these problems and corrosion. So we have now developed a mix of our own, which enables that it can be readily mixed with the uh, petrol. And this program is in a very advanced stage today. Ministry of Road Transport has already made a gadget notification in this regard. So they are in a position to now say that the methanol uh, with 15% addition to petrol can be made use of as far as uh, this is concerned. We have our own Indian Oil Corporation, which did this work, um, R&D sector, did this work, did this work for uh, um, creating the blend. And uh, we had our own automobile research association, which carried out the trials of M15 uh, blend on uh, four wheelers, two wheelers, and we came with the conclusion that we are able to get the required uh, kind of uh, emission reduction. And also we, we concluded that none of the commercial vehicles as they are being produced in India, whether they are the Maruti vehicles or the Samsung vehicles, do not require any change of component or subsystem till you run for almost about 50,000 kilometers. And only after 50,000 kilometers during a servicing cycle, one is one would be required to change some of the gaskets and maybe one or two uh, elastomeric components. And those have been identified and the industry has been um, communicated with respect to these requirements. So this has been done. Now to launch this program, we are, we are actually now taking it to um, east, northeast of our country. Why we are going to the northeast? Because we have a methanol production plant under the banner of Assam Petrochemicals. And they already produce 100 tons per day uh, methanol for commercial application. So we are making use of that. And they are also augmenting the capacity of that plant to 600 tons per day. Again, that plant will be operational by early next year. It got delayed again because of the last six months we lost time on the pandemic. Otherwise, you would have this. So, government uh, of um, Urisa, sorry, Assam and others have taken a decision to roll out in collaboration with Indian Oil Corporation, the M15 vehicles in the northeastern region. So that will be a major achievement as far as the uh, use of um, M15 blend is concerned. And this is uh, as far as uh, mobility is concerned. In the cooking sector, we also did the, did the same program in Assam Petrochemical. We tied up with Sweden and they gave us the, the, the burner, the methanol burner, and uh, we, we modified it to the Indian conditions. And then we, we ran a program for uh, using uh, methanol as a cooking fuel. And it was a grand success. And not only we, we gave it to some domestic users, but also we gave it to some industry users. For example, we had the burners for the tea drying, uh, tea gardens in the Assam. They are 
also using instead of using LPG and others, they started using methanol. So that has been a great success, the cooking eating. And even there, uh, the standardization of the stove, the standardization of these and the safety procedures, all of them have been now uh, regulated, ensuring that we don't have a problem of um, any accident and uh, more and more uh, users can make use of uh, methanol as a cooking fuel. Particularly in the remote areas where LPG supplies are also not very uh, regular. Second point which we ensured that the, the price of methanol as it would be for cooking will be cheaper than that of LPG if the subsidies are not provided on LPG. Unsubsidized LPG is, is costlier as compared to the methanol even if we make the corrections for the relative differences in their calorific values. So that, that has been done and uh, we are now doing trying to work on what is called the commercial application of uh, methanol as a fuel, cooking fuel for hotels, restaurants and some of the mass cooking uh, um, centers. For example, there are some religious centers, spiritual centers, where they cook food for almost 5,000 people uh, per day, and uh, they were using LPG in a big way. So we have now switched over to methanol. We have developed with the help of a, a company in uh, Calcutta, Tasman uh, Combustion, and they are in a position to now make industrial burners which work on methanol. So to that extent, there has been significant progress as far as cooking is concerned. I think this covers uh, what you are talking about this question yeah i i think uh it, it, that is a very very comprehensive uh, uh um sort of breakdown of the development since 2016. uh i mean i've been i've been working uh with your government uh for for the last couple of years and it always is very um interesting to be back in india to see all the developments that are happening and they do happen quite fast actually i mean uh, every time i come back there's something new and there's a new project that's ongoing um so there's something that i wanted to ask because you do in, in the in 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 your in your response to me, you did mention a couple of uh, private organizations, academy organizations, and um, certainly since 2016, after the government embarked on its work on the methanol economy, the, there was significant uh, uh, interest from the private sector in India also. Um, and I think this is a question for private sector individuals or companies. Um, they are interested to fulfill or to, to help the government uh, materialize its uh, or realize its vision of the methanol economy. Are there any kind of government incentives to sort of support those kind of private initiatives to, to, to uh, support the government's work? In fact, all the R&D activity which has been initiated under the methanol economy program has been supported by the government expanding. The work in uh, IIT Delhi and Thermax has been supported by uh, government and similarly the BHEL uh, work for the pilot plant has been supported by the government, that is as far as the investment is concerned. As far as the policies are concerned, I think uh, the Department of Road Transport has already promulgated the, the policy of blending M15 as I mentioned to you. So we have uh, policy support, we have financial support. We are now looking for, for which the proposals are on the annual, for setting up large-scale coal to methanol production plant uh, in the government sector, which I mentioned to you, the Coal India uh, Dankuni plant, where Coal India, although it's, a, although it's a company, but it's a public limited company, it's a government company, so it will be making investment in setting up that kind of a plant. Uh, so, uh, 
in, in short, I can say that government has been very, very supportive in providing funds as well as the policy framework for methanol economy. Uh, there has always been a question, and with that, that is where I would request that uh, the methanol industry should play a major role in answering some of the very difficult questions which are generally asked by the users as well as the policymakers. Number one, is methanol safe? Number two, it is, uh, uh, it, 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 how do you ensure that the methanol remains uh, uh, cost competitive vis-a-vis -vis the other fuels? These are the two, two questions which are generally asked in a big way. If you see the, uh, the, the, the kind of uh, volatility in the prices of methanol are concerned, I have seen it in the last two and a half years to three years, uh, changing from 400 to 450 dollars per ton to as low as less than 200 dollars per ton today when the gas prices have come down drastically. Now, this kind of the volatility of the prices of gas, uh, sorry, of the methanol, and, uh, you know, uh, and also the same affects the prices of the crude and so on. We have a major problem of showing this competitiveness, and I need certainly some kind of a techno-commercial analysis coming in on a global platform uh, using the using the expertise of the Methanol Institute to support my cause in India. That is one. Second thing is the issue of safety. In fact, despite all the papers which we have produced and and, and explained to the uh, to the users, explain to the scientists, explain to the industrialists that methanol is safer than petroleum in some cases, and hence you should not have any worry. But the stigma which is attached with methanol that it is a poisonous item, it can uh, cause death if it is inhaled beyond a certain level, has certainly some, some what is called retarding factors as far as methanol economy is concerned. I will give you an, an example. India followed the 1919 law, the, the law which was promulgated by Britishers in the British India in 1919 about the poisonous nature of methanol. And we continued to follow it till we got it changed as part of my methanol economy program. So that stigma which I'm talking of is so deep rooted that it requires a, a wide publicity on all platforms to make sure that people do away with this kind of a uh, you know, cultural backlog. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think uh, you raised up two key points down there, and uh, uh, maybe I'll just uh, touch them very, very shortly. Um, the first question is, is methanol safe? Um, uh, I think from an industry point of view, uh, methanol is and always will be an industrial product. Uh, whether you use it as a petrochemical feedstock or as you use it, or if you use it as a fuel so there must be proper handling uh guidelines in place for users of methanol um be it uh, in their vehicles or in plants etc um so mi does have um uh, a safe handling guideline uh guidelines that we've published on a regular basis which we would very very be happy to we'll be very happy to share with uh, indian stakeholders as well as yourself um to sort of um change this mindset about uh, methanol being uh, a dangerous product. Um, because firstly, I think first and foremost, we do need to recognize an industrial product does come with its own risk and uh, there are proper ways to handle it. And if that, those, are, um, those boxes are checked and ticked, um, you will not have uh, major problems in terms of safety. Uh, on the second uh, note, um, how do you maintain cost competitiveness? I think, um, that's where uh, 
I think, I mean, I think uh, that's also partly one of the reasons why uh, uh, India is also interested in methanol, right? Because there is going to be the potential of domestic production with indigenous resources, where the country is able to have a better uh, control of pricing within the country with less exposure to global energy markets to a certain extent. Uh, I believe the, the way forward definitely is uh, uh, in alignment with the Make in India policy, where uh, Indian companies and, uh, and Indian institutions can own and produce uh, domestic energy resources that would help uh, bolster the energy security of the country. Um, so I think one, one thing that I really wanted to ask also just now, because uh, we were talking about COVID and how that has um, sort of slowed down the momentum in almost actually everything around the world, but what do you think are the plans gonna, what, what do you think the plans are gonna be like for the methanol economy post COVID? Do you think there will be a increase in speed at which um, this, uh, the methanol economy develops in India? Uh, or will it be still a progressive step-by-step uh, uh, -step, uh, process um, after COVID? Certainly, there is going to be impact uh, on the progress of methanol economy because uh, we have now graduated to a level where we were hoping to make larger investments in setting up methanol production plants of uh, large sizes so that it becomes cost competitive. And uh, obviously, uh, because of the fiscal uh, constraints which have been which is which are coming due to the uh, pandemic and the economy is having a downturn today. Uh, I am quite uh, certain that uh, the the pace of uh, setting up these plants will certainly get affected. This is why one prediction I am making. While uh, we are trying to see that. Uh, this is done on a private-public partnership basis, so that there is government investment and the private investment together. Um, but since the economy is in not so good shape, even the private investments will not be coming forward. That is it is. So we are looking for now um, agencies uh, which are actually uh, ready to do what is called build and operate. I had an interaction with uh, the, the, the experts and the, and the owners and, and the engineers from the airports who have taken over Shell very recently. And uh, when they came to India, they were ready to do that kind of a thing despite pandemic. So we are trying to find ways and means that the economic downturns which have taken place do not affect us in this big way. But certainly fiscal deficits will certainly come in the way of uh, the progress of uh, setting up these plants. That is one part which you have to understand. But there is a positive, um, you know, uh, landscape which is emerging. Because of the pandemic, the larger uh, scale utilization of uh, two-wheelers and four-wheelers, because people are now going to prefer uh, personalized cars rather than sharing cars and things like that or or using public utilities like buses and trams and uh, and metros and all that there will be uh, a demand of uh, petrol or diesel driven vehicles of course there is a major competition on emerging with the electric vehicles there again so I personally believe that that's a good sign, and that good sign certainly will help us in promoting, for mobility at least, the use of methanol. So that will be a positive sign, and I'm going to see that. But certainly, the third thing which is going to get affected is 
even some of my R&D programs, as I mentioned to you, got affected because of pandemic. And uh, they will uh, look up, not there, there's no shortage of funds or anything. It was only because of the lockdowns and all that the progress was impeded. But now I think post pandemic, they will grow faster. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Dr. Saraswat. There's one thing that you, you touched on, which was production just now. I mean, uh, um, India's aspiration to ramp up uh, met domestic methanol production. And uh, I think I saw the news recently where the Ministry of Coal announced that uh, in the auctioning off of coal blocks, uh, they're going to encourage or provide incentives for the gasification of coal to hydrocarbons. Uh, is this part also of the, the vision to materialize a certain element of the methanol economy uh, vision of the government? Yes. In fact, one of the major uh, major utilization of this scheme, which has been announced by the Ministry of Coal, and Coal India is the leading actor in that, is uh, to convert coal to methanol and chemicals and fertilizers. And surface coal gasification is one of the technologies which is being promoted in a big way. Fortunately, the R&D which we have done so far is all on surface coal gasification and also on typical ash content uh, bearing coals of India. And uh, we have succeeded in that. And even some of the other companies from uh, outside and the, the foreign companies, they're also now apt in handling the gasification of uh, high ash content coal. For example, air products mentioned to us that shell-based technologies, they will be in a position to do the, the, the gasification up to about 30% of ash content coal uh, and uh, so on. And uh, they also have done a couple of cases in a couple of plants in China. So we feel that uh, technologically there may not be any problem. And uh, it's a question of now uh, bringing in the necessary resources and setting up these plants under the scheme which has been announced by the Ministry of Coal, uh, which, which is going to be a major initiative as far as the methanol economy is concerned. And, and you will also appreciate that post-pandemic, we have realized that there's a huge problem of supply chain for the key resource materials for the pharmaceuticals. And uh, methanol being one of such uh, chemicals, which can be uh, a, a KSM for large number of pharmaceutical uh, APIs and so on. So producing methanol from coal is going to be one of our uh, flagship program. Thanks, Dr. Saraswat. Actually, uh, I mean, just from my perspective, I think uh, in the in the, um, the last couple of months uh, since the pandemic happened, I've been having, I mean, most of my calls in a week, I, I would say 70% uh, of that are from, from India. Uh, most of my meetings are in India and things are still moving uh, on the private sector front. I, I, there's so much interest going there. Uh, and definitely we through MI would be happy to connect you uh, with some of these uh, private stakeholders who have indicated interest uh, in all sorts of things from uh, methanol production to the utilization of methanol as a transport fuel. So one thing I wanted to move on to uh, quite shortly is um, you mentioned M15 and, uh, and, 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 and the potential, I mean, the, the impending rollout of M15 in the country. But uh, I understand uh, the, the Minister of Road Transport and Highways is also interested in M100 buses and trucks. Um, if there are companies uh, in India currently who are interested in bringing that kind of technology or developing that kind of technology uh, within the country, uh, what, what, what would you what would you propose be uh, what would your proposal to be to them be on the way forward to bringing these technologies to market? 
we have a uh, we have a twofold uh, two pronged approach as far as uh, uh, the uh, the the introduction of uh, methanol uh, fuel buses are concerned. Uh, initially, we wanted to work with the Gili and get some buses from Gili in and uh, put them into the northeastern sector. And that was the, the, the announcement which uh, the Minister of Road Transport has made. But unfortunately, uh, Gili could not convert those buses, uh, buses from a left-hand drive to right-hand drive because of the numbers which we were asking probably it was not uh, not very cost effective for them so that program got delayed um, but we have now started our second approach was to uh, go for our own conversion of the diesel engines into the methanol engines and that's a major program which we have initiated uh, Cummins uh, engines we are trying to now uh, with the help of um, uh, Kirloskar and others, uh, we are trying to trying to convert uh, our own you know, R&D with our own R&D efforts, and also in, in collaboration with some of the U.S. companies which have done this kind of work. I'm not able to recollect the names now, but uh, certainly it is possible uh, that our own program of converting diesel engines. Uh, on 100% methanol form uh, will also be successful, maybe one, one, one and a half years, and that will allow us to convert the buses into methanol driven buses. That is one action we have taken. In fact, the program to convert the diesel engines to run on M100 uh, is also required for diesel generator sets because we have in India large number of diesel generated assets which are used for electricity generation in the uh, standalone mode. So uh, we would like to change all of them into methanol-based uh, systems, and uh, that will be a major initiative. So, but there is some work still pending there. Particularly, we have to modify the injector. In you know, all the diesel engines have today's diesel engines have uh, what we call as a, um, a common rail direct injection system (CRDI). So that CRDI injection system has to be modified uh, to to a methanol-based uh, system, and also whether it's a port injection or direct injection. This little bit of research has to be done. And then we have to change the compression ratios to take advantage of the of the methanol's um, high octane number and things like that. So there's a bit of R&D which is on. And Kirloskar is one company which is helping us. Ashok Leyland is another company which has taken initiative in uh, working with the American company to, to get this uh, methanol uh, diesel engines converted into methanol. So this is our uh, area as far as the buses are concerned. But we even today we are open. If any foreign uh, company uh, which is able to provide us some buses, which are already working on methanol with right-hand drive, I'm sure we, will, we would like to import some of them and directly introduce in our market so that we can create the necessary infrastructure for utilization of uh, methanol uh, in the civil sector. Thanks, Dr. Saraswat. So I want to move on uh, to another another application. Um, I, I believe we, we spoke about this the last time we met also, and that is um, inland waterway vessels. So I understand uh, the government of India has this massive project um, under net, the National Waterways Act of 2016 to sort of uh, increase logistics on inland waterways to improve uh, connectivity from the coastal areas. Sure, no problem. 
Can you hear me uh, now? We have an interruption. Yeah. Okay. Can so my my yeah. yeah, I'll repeat right now. So uh, my question was that uh, uh, I understand that the, the government of India has uh, undertaken a massive project under the National Waterways Act of 2016 to improve connectivity and logistics on the inland waterways of India to improve connectivity between coastal to hinterland areas. Uh, and, and this project is is quite massive. Um, and I think even the Inland Waterway Authority of India had looked at methanol for a short while. Um, but do you think that methanol as a strategic fuel is complementary to, to what is uh, being proposed or what is being uh, done under the National Waterways Act to improve connectivity? Do you see some kind of synergies down there? Personally speaking, I'm of the view that the inland waterways program of India should be exclusively run on methanol fuel. And we made a lot of attempts to modify one of the one of the um, boats uh, which was which was being manufactured by Cochin Shipyard uh, to methanol with the help of uh, uh, some of the experts from Sweden. And uh, unfortunately, after a lot of deliberation and discussion, we found that the cost of modification was probably prohibitively high. And uh, it was not becoming very cost effective at that point in time. We have not given up on that yet. Uh, we would certainly like to uh, have as many vessels as we could convert. There again, the crux of the matter is technology. And the there are two parts of the technology. One is modifying the diesel engines. And most of these boats were actually designed using two of the Cummins engines. So now since we are working on modification of Cummins engines of about 400 uh, horsepower, uh, I think we should be able to solve that problem. We are already working in some for the road transport. Now we're coming to the other part, and the other part is a, a store, storage of um, uh, methanol supply and safety and other fire protection systems and so on. Now that is one area which, uh, which is not yet researched and developed in our country, and that is where we were taking help of uh, the Swedish company. And uh, if they are not coming forward with the kind of costs which are acceptable to us, then probably I will have to start an R&D program and solve this problem also, because it is not a very um, insurmountable technology problem. It can be certainly done. Having done, having dealt with very, very, um, you know, hypergolic uh, propellants in my rocket um, systems, which I use for missiles and others, I think doing for methanol, I see no reason why we can't do it. We can do it, but uh, we want to. We wanted to cut short time, and we wanted to make it a key, uh, turnkey project. Uh, that's why we had given into that. But somehow we could not conclude the negotiations, and it fell through. That is a problem. Uh, but we are we are very keen that the inland waterways program is done on methanol. Actually, Dr. Saraswat, since the last time we spoke till now, we have an update on that. Uh, but probably I'll, I'll take it up to you uh, after this fireside chat. Uh, and and we do actually have a company who's um, who has an office in India, who has uh, voiced that they have the capabilities to um, to work on uh, methanol in marine uh, marine vessels. And uh, we, we, we are in preliminary discussions right now, uh, but I would really like to introduce you to this company and, and introduce to you the team down there who has been working on this. 
Um, the, the company was founded in Germany. Uh, they've got a lot of experience with converting uh, engines to run on methanol, uh, mostly uh, automobile ICEs. But uh, for them, I think they, they, they took a look at a vessel that is potentially going to be um, used for, for some kind of retrofit. And they said, like, um, it's totally possible to run it on methanol and they, they could probably provide the designs in the engineering world also. So that's something that I do want to follow up with you after this call, because uh, there is a local uh, te technical know-how. And uh, I think it would really benefit uh, a program on the inland waterways um, if we were to look at this company to convert some of these vessels potentially. Uh, moving on to yeah, something else. That I... if, you can, if you can put us together, yes. Sure, definitely. Yeah, we will. We will do it right after this call. Uh, actually, yeah. there, there's something else that I was working on this year, um, and 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 I was quite invested in it, and it was um, the application of methanol in cook stoves. Uh, I understand uh, in India the, 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 there are many many massive projects on uh, bringing improved cook stoves, uh, better fuels to to households. Um, and, and, and methanol was trial in Assam, actually. 350 cook stores were given out, and the results were fairly positive. Um, and, and I think, I guess, this is, uh, this is a question for, for, for myself as I try to figure out um, the, the market as a whole. India is a very vast country, and uh, cuisines differ from north to south, east to west. But what are the particular regions, in your opinion, that should be prioritized in the promotion of methanol cook stores? I think India, we have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we should popularize and market methanol cook stoves in the northeastern region, remote areas of uh, central India, where the supply of LPG has still uh, not reached. We should also take it to tribal areas where, again, they are still using the firewood. And uh, some parts of the Uttar Pradesh, our central uh, land, where again, uh, the reach of LPG has not been very uh, significant. And I am of the opinion that once you are in a position to demonstrate the, what is called the cost competitiveness of using methanol as a cooks, uh, methanol cook stove for the cooking, I'm sure geographies will not make any difference. It's a question of popularizing it making it cost competitive, demonstrating to the people that it is safe and, uh, they, the, and the customer is actually getting the benefit by using methanol cook stove in terms of the number of days when the methanol cook stove can provide the, the cooking medium as compared to LPG and so on. And another thing which is of great importance for us is that LPG today about 60% of the LPG stock is of the import origin. So if I can popularize methanol, then I can stop this import because using the methanol produced from coal gives us that kind of a self-reliance. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Saraswat. I, I mean, those are the list of questions that I've had today. I think uh, MI and Niti Ayok, um, and with yourself actually personally, uh, we've had a long and lasting uh, collaboration in the last couple of years. And uh, right now we're still in the process of uh, uh, formalizing our collaboration in the next couple of years with a new statement of intent after the expiry of the, the last one. And um, I guess maybe the last question that I did want to ask was, 
how do you see us uh, collaborating uh, as we move into this uh, new phase of uh, collaboration or a new, new phase of uh, relationship between our, our two organizations? Um, yeah, I think that, that that was my question. What, what, what would you think would be the nature of this relationship and how could we uh, as MI better help uh, York and the government of India with their methanol economy project? In fact, I'm very happy with the way our collaboration has gone in the past. We have been benefited immensely by the inputs provided from time to time by Methanol Institute. Actually, today I'm looking forward to Methanol Institute for solving one of my major problems. Because, uh, as I mentioned to you, uh, we are using coal as a feedstock for produce, producing methanol. And if you use coal as a feedstock, you, you, you generate a huge quantity of carbon dioxide, which is not good for the environment. So we want to recycle that CO2 to produce methanol again. And I'm looking for good technology support uh, for converting CO2 to methanol using solar hydrogen. That means hydrogen produced from the solar energy, uh, which will be uh, cheaper and uh, cleaner. And that, that CO2 plus hydrogen technology. If Withdrawal Institute can provide us the necessary connections with the developers of this technology, or if they themselves have the technology know-how, they can pass it on to us, then we will do our experiments and set up the thing. But that will go in a long way because then I'll ensure that the methanol production is carbon neutral. And uh, I think in our new phase of relationship, which is going to emerge after we sign the agreement, we have many other activities which we would be working together. One of them is the CO2 plus hydrogen to produce uh, methanol. Second one is we have a major program to, uh, to uh, use methanol as an automobile fuel 100% using a fuel cell. That means methanol to be reformed to hydrogen. And methanol reformer of a size and weight which can go into a mid-size or a small size car is what we are looking for. While we have uh, developed our own uh, methanol reformer today, which is uh, suitable for static applications in, in terms of weight and volume, uh, but we still need to reduce the size, both in terms of weight and volume. And if uh, Methanol Institute can support us with technology inputs in that area, and also anybody who has developed this kind of a product and would be willing to work with us either on a collaborative mode or in a joint venture in my country. Uh, because once I can get this reformer, and fuel cell production is already available in my country, the drive systems are available because we are into the e-vehicle program in a big way. I, I see no reason why I can't promote a methanol-based car uh, uh, which can, uh, which has no problems of charging, which has no problem of uh, storage of the fuel, and so on, and popularize this as one of our flagship program. So these small technology blocks, if together we can solve, I'm sure world over we can achieve the kind of uh, utilization of methanol as a fuel for a variety of applications. So let's crack these problems together, and that will be part of our uh, collaboration under this. Um, extended program. Thank you, Dr. Saraswat. Yeah, certainly, I think uh, there are a lot of interesting points that you raised on there, and uh, I'll take some of these points of view offline and uh, after this call, I think uh, we have some solutions that we could probably be speaking about. And uh, once again, I would really, really like to th thank you for taking the time to have this fireside chat with us. 
it's very good to see you, uh, although not in person. Uh, I really do hope that we can meet in person at some point again to discuss some of all these issues that I've sent you uh, through this list of uh, questions in your office once again. So I, I thank you once again, really, for taking the time to speak to us. And uh, I, I, Thank you. Thank you. It was nice to talk to you. It was good. Thank you, Dr. Saraswat. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, uh, I think this will be very beneficial for, for the stakeholders in India to understand what's going on at the government level, but also all the different projects that you're doing with the, your private, private sector stakeholders. Uh, so thank you once again. Uh, I, I'll see you soon. Hopefully, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye.